Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and this week I'm talking to the most beautiful, lovely, wonderful, amazing lady of all time. My wife, Lindsay Ward. (laughs) Maybe I'm trying to win some brownie points there. I don't know. Probably. But to be honest with you, I can't believe it's taken... 24 episodes to have her on this podcast and uh, she'll jokingly tell you that she finally did something podcast worthy which if I'm going to be honest she could be on 24-7 because she does things that are podcast worthy every single day. She spent the last I can't even do the math like 10 years of her life pursuing the career of a doctor through all the fun times of med school and all the crazy, crazy hours of residency. She's done that on top of being a mom to two of the most amazing little girls of all time, our three-year-old Harper and our six-month-old Zoe, who you will hear in this podcast because mom mode means multitasking. So she's pretty much amazing. She pretty much inspires me every single day and challenges me sometimes every single day to become a better dad, a better husband, a better person, just a better human being in general. And the reason we are speaking with her today is because over the last month, Both Lindsay and I took on the Whole30 Challenge. And if you don't know what Whole30 Challenge is, let me sum it up real super quick. Basically, for 30 days, all you eat is veggies, fruit, and meat. That's it. No added sugar, no alcohol, no dairy products. Can't have pizza, which is a bummer. Can't have beer, which is also a bummer. But the idea of it is that for one month, you're going to kind of kick yourself out of your normal routine, out of your normal habits, and you're going to try something completely new and eat completely clean and just take note of how your body feels. In fact, you're not even really supposed to measure weight loss. I don't think it's a diet focused on weight loss. Rather, it's a diet focused on how you feel. And so about Christmas time, Lindsay came up to me and said, hey, I want to do the Whole30 for January. I don't, I don't know if it's really like a New Year's resolution because whenever I think of New Year's resolutions, they don't have an end date in sight. You know, if you resolve to quit drinking pop or my Southern listeners, soda, or my grandma, Sody Pop, you usually aren't, I'm going to quit drinking it for 30 days. (laughs) It's more vague. That's kind of the problem with New Year's resolutions too, is that they're so vague that they become easy to quit. So instead of a vague timeline of we're eating Whole30 from now on, it gives you an outline and it actually kind of shows you the boundaries. You're eating this way 
for 30 days. And then the hope is that you see how amazing you feel and you continue these good habits through the next few months. And then maybe this just kind of changes your diet completely. And that doesn't mean being super strict 24-7 all the time. But maybe it means you realize I don't need to eat a giant bowl of chocolate chips every night right before I go to bed. (laughs) That's what I used to do. So this podcast, actually, the format's going to be a little bit different. We recorded the beginning, probably the first 12 minutes or so after I'm done blabbing on here. We recorded that December 30th, 2016. And then December 31st, I ate the biggest burger of all time at like 5 p.m. And I legitimately could not get off the floor until 8 p.m. And then we just fell asleep at like 9 on New Year's Eve. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? That was good. This got me ready for Whole30. Starting January 1st, we started Whole30. We went all the way through January 30th, I guess. And then we came back and recorded the last three-fourths of this podcast, February 1st or February 2nd, somewhere somewhere, sometime after. The idea is kind of to do a before-after podcast. So that's what you're about to hear. The before podcast, we were like three glasses of wine in and holding a baby who just pooped her pants one second into recording. <laughs> so enjoy that. And as always, you can find the rest of our episodes at likeabigfoot.com, SoundCloud, just type in like a Bigfoot, iTunes. It really helps us out if you hit the little subscribe button on iTunes, like a Bigfoot, and we will be, and that's where you can find all of our old episodes, and you will be updated every single week as we post a new one. So I am beyond proud to share with you this conversation with the absolute love of my life, Lindsay Ward. And we're back. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> Dang, now I have to actually edit it. Oh, sorry. And we're back. Everybody. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, to the yeah. awesome drinking game that is like a Bigfoot What's podcast. The- What's the drinking game? You drink every time Chris Ward says awesome. <laughs> or Sounds like an awesome game. Stuff. Stuff, I don't know. Um, or sweet man. Sweet man. Sweet. All right, man, sweet. awesome. I don't critique your talking. Because I don't. Because you don't talk? Because I don't. Well, I try to avoid it, but I don't. Well, with that, with that, you try to avoid talking. And with that uh, excellent endorsement, I'm glad you all are tuned in to the Like a Bigfoot podcast this week. <laughs> Let's get real. Let's get real. Yeah. Hey, guys. This is um, my wife, Lindsay Ward. You ever wonder who's like... Who wrote that awesome question that Chris just asked that person? The answer is Lindsay Ward. Yep. Or Brady Rodriguez. Yeah, and they didn't add in the likes or ums. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- um, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm having you on this week because, like most people in America, we have made a New Year's 
Well, would you say it's a New Year's resolution? It's part of my New Year's resolution. Okay, so what's your New New Year's resolution? Um, I would say that, well, it's many things, but it all falls under the umbrella of to be more selfish. Like, to take better care of myself, to put, you know, don't put crap in my body, to exercise more, to, like, take time for myself to, you know, shower or to have, like, me time. You know, to do like, like I want to, I want to add at in. At the for end of the day, like I am like drained, and I have spent my entire time either like taking care of my patients, taking care of you, and taking care of the girls. So that leaves zero time to myself because I usually um, leave my extra time to sleep. <coughs> you. As you can right? see, we have a we're we're doing this and podcast. I'm breastfeeding as I'm doing this podcast with a baby. Um, I don't want you to get the impression that my wife is just an unshowered. No, I today was one of the shower days. Yeah, she showers most days. I don't know why she brought that up that she doesn't have time. But she is she's a mom. She's a working working lady. She pretty much is busy from the moment she wakes up to the moment she goes to bed. And we we try our best to give you as many possible times to yourself that we can, but Yeah, it's just hard. It's super hard. Well, that's like mom knows. I feel like that's a. a I mean, it's easier. Like the working hours that I have now, like as like a grown-up doctor, is easier than when I was in residency because it was like fourteen hours a day, and I could either you know pump and not see the baby awake when I go home, or I could not pump, give her formula, and see her awake for a few. You know. Yeah, there were there were times where you would get home at seven seven o'clock at night, and then. Harper would go to bed at 7.30. Yeah, it's hard. And that was very Super tough. Hard. I'd be like, hey, Harper, this is your mom. I'd have to like send a picture. Yeah. And so Don't what forget do you, me. What do you think being, and you said selfish, but really there's probably well, a better word for that. I don't know what the better word would be. But there probably is, right? Well, I have to take better care of myself so that like I can be, you know, happier, not on edge all the time around you all. You're y'all. Not, you're not on edge. Y'all. Yeah, we're saying y'all now. <laughs> I'm like since... transitioning from living in the South. Yeah. Um, you're not on edge all the time, though. But you definitely need to take time to yourself. And so what the reason I'm having you on the podcast today, and we're doing kind of like a, a lost episode. Not like the this episode. This is a flash forward? This is a flash. This is the prequel. This is, yeah, and then it'll flash forward this to. This is the Rogue One Oh my um, god! You haven't even seen. That I movie. pretend like I know. I yeah. don't. Um, we're gonna do the whole thirty diet for a month, and I have no idea what the whole thirty diet is. I know our friend Calvin and our friend Brandon have done this diet before. You've had patients who. Yeah, I've had patients that have done it. Like everybody I've talked to has been very happy with it. They obviously feel better because they're not putting crap in their bodies, and so. As a doctor, it's kind of, it looks bad when you are more out of shape than your patients and like you don't follow the advice you give your people. So that's why I'm going to try to be healthier. Yeah. And I think uh, some of my advice to you listening is, you know, to have a goal, go after the goal. Last, a few episodes ago, we talked about the Calvin Johansson's Join 100 Club. And this is kind of a spinoff of that um, where you, you have something that you're doing every single day for a set amount of time. And so this is the whole 30 challenge is basically you're eating nothing but whole foods for 30 days. And we're going to do the entire month no of January. No cheese, no noodles, yeah, teach no me. chocolate, no alcohol, all my main food groups. 
gone <laughs> your main, out your the main, window. Your main food group, sorry. The top of my pyramid to the bottom, gone. Cheese, noodles, alcohol, chocolate. I have the taste buds of a five-year-old. Your body actually adjusts to what you're putting in it, and a lot of it has to do with your... your you could probably teach more about this, but like your gut biome, right? You're some If you're eating a bunch of sugars all the time your gut biome gets used to that and then you have all those cravings for sugars Mm -hmm. pretty much constantly throughout the day and if you're not feeding those cravings and feeding that gut biome which by that i mean the healthy bacteria in your uh stomach and your intestines and all that fun stuff i get to teach eighth graders about and they're like what what there's bacteria in me. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you even have bacteria in your armpits. That's why your armpits smell. I forget the statistic. I'm probably going to say it wrong, but there's more bacteria in your gut than there are people in the world. Isn't that disgusting? Is that, is that this? Or maybe it's in your poop. I had something around, <laughs> it's something around those lines. I've heard the statistics that there's more bacteria cells in your body than there are actual human cells. Does that make sense? So there's more sense. there's more cells that aren't like you yeah, yeah, yeah. than there are cells that are you. And I believe it. Where are these statistics from? I don't know. Yeah, I know. Look them up. We There well, should be dis- <laughs> there should be a disclaimer. There's no real medical advice in this. What? That's not true. In this episode. I was gonna say one of us is not a doctor, that's me. So everything I say take with a grain of salt, but it sounds right. And I know for a fact for me in the past when I've been eating really clean and I eliminate things like sugar. Uh, alcohol, cheese. My body does adjust after about a week or so. You do feel good. Yeah. You do. Yeah, and I think it's partially be because you start getting used to what you're eating and then you actually start craving vegetables. I've never craved a vegetable. You will though. But I guarantee you when we come back, because we're going to flash forward at the end of the Whole30 Challenge, so we'll record another podcast you know, January 31st or February 1st. And I bet that will have changed. What vegetable do you think you'll crave? Make a prediction. I think I, I probably like a snap pea. Snap pea is my new jam. You think you'll crave snap peas? And I, well, it's hard because all the vegetables I like, I like raw vegetables, like carrots and cauliflower and broccoli. Uh-huh. Like right now I do, like normal Lindsay. But like I have to dip them in ranch. <laughs> <laughs> don't be ashamed of that man i don't know yeah whoever invented ranch is uh pretty much a genius but sorry what were you gonna say about your quote from yoga it was talking about you know looking back on the year and having some perspective about you know how you know 2016 was like maybe have been shitty for the world but like in itself like talking about abundance and the teacher was saying that she heard a quote that said abundance is not something to be achieved it's something to be it's something to be tuned into. So you have to take an introspective look and seeing like, oh, like I have all these awesome things. I have this healthy family. You know, I finished my residency. I had another baby this year. We finally moved to Colorado. Like awesome things are happening. Like, so you have to, you know, you know, create the positive change in your world and make that ripple to affect everybody else. You don't even have you know, to. Because you don't have control of everything else in the world, but you can make small changes They'll hopefully have a larger impact in the long run. Yeah, and you don't even have to create that positive change because I'm not positive change. You don't have to create the positivity because it's always around you at all times. You just kind of got to, like you said, be tuned into it mm-hmm. and notice it. You know, Sometimes you get so hung up on the stress or the things that are bothering you that you kind of put blinders on to all the awesome things going on and all the happy things going on. And so, um, 
one of the things I want to do for New Year's also is uh, restart a gratitude journal where you write down um, at least three things you're grateful for every day, and you have to make them really specific. And so when I talk, we do it at dinner. We do it at dinner, and we try to start each time, uh, each meal with what we're grateful for. And you know, some days it's easier than others. Some days, you know, you really have to. Sometimes think, you're thankful for ranch dressing. Sometimes you're thankful for ranch dressing. <laughs> In the next month, you'll be thankful for spinach and char. Wait, is char a vegetable? Swiss chard? Swiss chard. 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 Mm. I don't know I don't how know. to say it. We'll get back to you yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep, you in <laughs> keep you in suspense there. But when I was teaching eighth graders, I would realize that a lot of my kids would, and they're eighth graders, they're 14, they're going through all sorts of emotional, physical changes, mental changes, all that. And sometimes they would come into my class, and maybe it was, you know, in the middle of the day, and they would be so angry just instantly. And I'm like, whoa, guys, 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 you're not even giving me a chance here. Like, give me a small, tiny opportunity to make you happy for today, you know what I mean? But they were coming so stressed at the world and angry at just everything. Like you'd say, hey, good morning. They'd be like, don't, don't talk to me, you know? Not, and not all the time, and not all the eighth graders. But I started implementing um, on my bell ringers the questions they answered in the first five minutes while they're getting settled. Question number one would always be, what are you grateful for today? And, uh, you know, some of them kind of missed the point of the exercise and they would say something very vague. Like, life. And I'd be like, well, no, you got to narrow it down. So I guess that's kind of the idea here is you got to really narrow it down and think. You can even think, like, in this moment, what am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. Right now, not, not in general, not vaguely, but right now, specifically in this moment, what, I'm, what am I grateful for? And just starting to think that way might reprogram your brain to see more of the positivity surrounding you every single day. Agreed. I noticed I was like nodding. I agree with all those things. She was doing the the excellent radio host thing of nodding while on the air. Well said, Mr. Ward. um, Let's talk about Whole30 really quick because I guess... (laughs) It'll be quick because we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, well, our vision for this podcast is we'll talk right now. This is December 30th. 30th? Yeah, December 30th. Where we're going to make it to midnight. Oh, man. It's been serious like seven years since we made it to midnight. But Oh, my God. This is bad. The plan is to record this right now, kind of a pre-New Year's resolution, and then come back at you January 31st, February 1st, somewhere around then, and tell you how, how the month went. This is the moment we do the lost thing, and we flash forward to... Is that, is that the, the flash forward? Yep. Okay. All right, we'll come back at you at 2017. One month later, we're done with the whole 30. High five. You did great. You did great. I know. So I know. <laughs> so for 30 days, we didn't eat any processed sugar. We just ate essentially meat, 
veggies and fruit. Does that sum it up? Yep. No legumes, no grains, no dairy, no alcohol. We basically just drank water, black black coffee, coffee, and then once or twice a week we'd have a kombucha. Kombucha. Kombucha save the day. Which was allowed if you drink kombucha where the, if they don't add sugar to it post the brewing of kombucha because kombucha is fermented tea and basically you just pour a crap load of sugar in at the beginning to feed the mother <laughs> looks like a placenta yeah it's like a colony of yeast and bacteria and it needs sugar to produce alcohol which I guess we said no alcohol but it's like 0.01 we know because we brewed kombucha we did yeah we brewed kombucha for a while as all hippies do as all millennials that have podcasts and yeah and all that do yeah the modern day hippie yeah um so what'd you think what's your thoughts I'm glad I did it I try not to complain I I try I try not to complain because like obviously there's harder things in life than than not eating dairy for a month or because you know I've been through some stuff and like I just didn't have cake for a month like it's not like it's not the end it wasn't of the, world, the end of the world but when you're trying to break a habit it's hard it is super hard I agree and if food habits are probably the hardest one to break because you need to eat food every day yeah it's not like smoking or drinking alcohol or drugs or it's just like you can just you stop doing it and you you don't need it. It's like you still have to eat. You still have to eat. You still have to eat. <laughs> so it's like I remember the first day I didn't know what I could eat. Oh so my I just, god! Can I we ate like a pound. Of, I ate a pound of baby carrots <laughs> because I was we, like clueless. Can we talk about the first day? Yeah. So January first, I. I mean, it was January second. I ate the, the baby was carrots. It? Oh. January first, I just ate a bunch of eggs. January first, we were up in the mountains, and we just. We, we didn't do much research. We didn't do much research, but we also hadn't gone grocery shopping. And so we're looking through the cupboard of foods we possibly could eat, and there was nothing we could eat except I packed, I went skiing that day and I packed a giant bag of walnuts and pecans and an apple. And that was it. That's all I had for lunch the whole day skiing. Um, it got easier once we were able to get back home, get into a routine, go to the grocery store, plan some meals. Planning is key. I feel like we went to the grocery store way more than usual. Yeah. Can we talk about that a bit? Yeah. Because we definitely spent more money at the grocery store eating this way. Yeah. Agreed? Agreed. But we also didn't eat out. That Except much. for Chipotle. Yeah, well, we'll get into that in a second. But we didn't really eat out that much during the month. So do you think it broke? I feel like it broke even or maybe was just a tad bit more expensive to eat this way. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it was definitely more expensive. And you kind of had to know what you were cooking because, the, you know, obviously fresh food ex- or fresh foods expire more quickly. But it's kind of like what I have always told people to do and didn't actually do is kind of shopping the periphery of a grocery store because you think about what's like on the periphery like on the borders of grocery stores like the fruit the produce the meat the dairy which obviously couldn't have a whole 30 but dairy is not a bad thing and then sometimes there's alcohol on the periphery (laughs) but i mean avoiding the inside is like all like you know the processed stuff the fruit snacks the chips the sodas all that type of thing yeah we barely i don't know i think we went to the inner aisles of the grocery store just for 
For your almond butter. Dude, when we when I realized I could have <coughs> almond butter, that was a that's game expensive. I mean, that's nine that dollars for a expensive. tiny thing, whereas we get the giant, the super chunky. Yeah. For like super six dollars. And the, well, for, there was like twenty, not twenty. I don't know. It was like three pounds of peanut butter for like six dollars, yeah. as opposed to like a little tiny can for ten. Yeah. A peek into our household. Peanut butter basically is what I run on, twenty four seven. Uh, spoons of peanut butter for snacks. In the morning, my usual breakfast is a giant bowl of oatmeal, peanut butter, and banana. Which, to for me, that was probably the most challenging part of the whole, the whole challenge was not being able to eat my normal everyday breakfast. And it was challenging for about a week, but then I kind of got used to it used to having eggs or frittata it was kind of cool making a frittata it was good yeah i say that i mean it's good because you kind of get in the rut of cooking the same meals over and over so like we have pizza tacos pasta it's like our you know our normal what we'd cycle through those meals so it's like we got to introduce a bunch of new meals and learn different recipes which i think we'll incorporate ongoing yeah you know but it's i mean it was hard for me again like you're talking about your normal breakfast like i don't have time to cook for myself so I grab you know my frozen macaroni and cheese to eat at lunch and so it was hard to plan ahead and actually like have to cook meals for the next day or like cooking enough and saving some for the next day to eat for lunch or I, I had some mornings which let's get into this part we did the whole 30 while also going through the stress of we're in the middle of looking for houses buying a house and our six-month-old decided not to sleep anymore and so, <laughs> I thought it was because of the diet. So, but last night I had a cookie and she still didn't sleep. So it wasn't because of what I was eating. <laughs> Good. Uh, I just. So I was like, if she sleeps at night, I mean a cookie every night. <laughs> I there was a couple times where I'd wake up at like six in the morning and then I'd think Lindsay doesn't have a lunch today and I don't want her to starve to death. So I would have to cook her something really quick in the morning that she could take in for lunch. What would you say some of your favorite meals were? Oh, man. See, okay, so... I am not a person that eats a lot of meat normally. I'll eat I'll eat meat a couple times a week. I'm not a vegetarian, uh, but I do like to try to eat as many vegetables as possible and make that... You know, some nights I like doing just straight-up vegetarian just to promote that healthy eating healthy decisions in my life but on this I basically ate meat at least once a day and it was kind of eye-opening you know it was it was a good reminder of like oh yeah this stuff is delicious and it can be really good for you and can help you build muscle um so my favorite meals I'm trying to think will you remind me of some yeah um I could (laughs) wrote some down uh, that spaghetti squash thing I made. So spaghetti squash, basically you can cook it. You you put the whole squash in the oven for like 40 minutes and then you take it out and you put a fork to it and then it like just kind of like crumbles and it just looks like noodles. So It crumbles as spaghetti. It, yeah, it looks like spaghetti. And Harper, our almost three-year-old, thought it was spaghetti. So yeah, we made like a beef. Parent win. Like a beef pasta thing with spaghetti squash noodles. oh that was really good that was, that we was also would do here. some like shrimp and spinach in the spaghetti squash 
Yep. And then I like the we I tried to recreate my favorite Thai food place restaurant, and so we made pineapple fried cauliflower rice with shrimp and chicken and raisins on sea. Oh yeah, that was like that was the best and meal. Cashews. Hands yeah. down, that was the best meal. That was super. Cauliflower good. rice might be a game changer in my. I life. think it's riced cauliflower. I don't. I haven't found it. I know it's at Trader Joe's, but I haven't found it at other places. And I'm sure there's some way that you can pulverize a whole thing at cauliflower, but it's just simpler to to buy it. It's so delicious, and it tastes just like rice. I know. Does so that give you permission to go to Trader Joe's whenever I yeah, want to? Yeah, go to Trader Joe's whenever you want to. <laughs> but so if you're out, if you're you know uh, going on a diet or whatever, and you eat a lot of rice in your normal routine. But you want to cut out carbs somewhere? That would be a great way to, or great. It's a great substitute for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was delicious. It was delicious. I have. I wrote a diary f- for like <laughs> the first eight days, and then I just stopped doing it. But uh, can I read some of it? Yeah. Day one, pretty easy. Oh yeah, day one was pretty easy because it's fresh. Because you were still like, because we had that giant burger there before, so you're still like, oh yeah, sort of full. Yeah. Uh, day thirty or. <laughs> The night before we started Whole30, I ate the biggest burger ever. We went we went out on New Year's Eve at like 5 you p.m. Know, the blue hair special. With the thought that we would come home, put the girls to bed, and then go back out and have Lindsay's parents watch them. Which, of course, after eating a giant burger and a bunch of fries at 5 p.m., I just felt like, path, like I couldn't get off the floor for a good hour or so. <laughs> so, anyways, day one, pretty easy. Ate a giant bag of nuts, walnuts and pecans. <laughs> we ate a lot of nuts. For lunch while skiing. Yeah, and that's also kind of expensive. Like, nuts are super, like, uh, like I think a pistachios is like $10. Almonds, like, like all like the, $10. like, the kind, they're all like, you know, 7 to $10. And, yeah. and then you, I mean, you eat a lot of food because you run like 20 miles a day. Well, I was. So that gets expensive. I was definitely going into Whole30 with a different mindset than probably a lot of people. I... And I know during the Whole30, you're not supposed to get on the scale. You're not supposed to really pay attention to your weight at all. But I don't want to lose any more weight, you know? I didn't, I'm trying to build up to a 50-mile ultra run where you're burning a billion calories every day anyways. And so I went into Whole30 with the mindset of, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to lose weight. And I'm that is the opposite thought that I had. Well, and I'm glad to say I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm the only person on whole thirty. Oh my god! I hope I don't lose weight. <laughs> said no one ever. I'm the only one on whole thirty to probably gain weight. Like I think I've. Gained, Did you weigh yourself? I haven't. I don't. I haven't. Weighed, I weighed myself. I haven't weighed myself in like three years, probably. But I think I've probably gained like four or five pounds. But most of it of in muscle. a ten pack. <laughs> I do. I feel so much healthier, though. I really do. And I just needed a break from, you know, you know, eating half of Harper's meal, all of my. That meals. is something I learned. Like I re- didn't realize how much of her food I eat. Yeah. Because it was painful when we would make her noodles, and then like we would have to throw them away, or they would just get reheated oh, a bunch yeah. of times, and we could not touch it. We'll talk about some painful moments in a second. Um. So, oh, here we go, here we go. Day two, grocery shopping. $240. And every time we do that at the grocery store, in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, 
This is gonna last us for a whole week. Or two weeks, maybe. And then, like, four days later, you know, it's all gone. So, we, had, we got meat, veggies, fruit. <laughs> Do you remember? It was super obvious we had a New Year's oh, resolution Oh, it was, like, cart. January 2nd, right? Yeah, and it was, like... <laughs> I like this. We ate turkey meatballs. That was pretty delicious. That was, that was like, curried meatballs. Day three. Here's where it hit, I think. I put, woke up starving. Grumpy. Delicious arugula, citrus salad, and pork chops. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was grumpy for a little bit. Oh, here. I like this. never happened off Whole30. Whole Day four. Set off the smoke detector at 7 a.m. Making eggs. Ate almost a whole bag of almonds. Day six. Stomach was destroyed at story time. <laughs> Felt better. I ran 100 lap, laps at the rec center. Farts are toxic. <laughs> yes. And that's about it. Um, but yeah, so what were some hard moments for you and how did you get through them? It was very hard on your 30th birthday, which is something you didn't mention. Oh, yeah. I turned. Oh, that was a... Yeah, I turned 30. So celebrations were kind of hard. Celebrate, yeah. I really... Like, it was really hard because I wanted to, like, make you something awesome for your birthday. Like, it was, like... I'm a baker. Like, I bake cookies and cakes. and That's kind of... I couldn't do anything. And, I mean, that's the closest we came to, like, cheating because you're not supposed to, like, make anything that tastes... You're not supposed to make anything that resembles You're not supposed to make anything that resembles something that's in the unhealthier world. So you're not supposed to, like, use the cauliflower rice to make, like, a pizza. Or you're not supposed to use, like... I don't know. I think Like, a concoction of coconut oil to make, like, creamer for your coffee. I think that's the only distinction between this and paleo. No, paleo, you can have, like, honey and agave. Oh, you can have some more of the sweet like Natural sugars. Yeah, yeah, whereas you can't have it at all. Okay. But, so that was really hard not to... Bake me a cake? Bake you a cake. But we made... What did I make? I made, like, these... That was the I, day we I did ground make up, paleo. That was, like, where we made... I, made, I ground up dates and almonds, and then I, like, crushed it down and made, like, a little crust, and then I... Whipped up coconut milk with what else? And then I put strawberries on top. It was really good. I kind of want you to make that again. Mm. The best thing that we made that resembles dessert is banana ice cream, which is like the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. Enlighten the people, please. I was like, why haven't I discovered this? Well, we we did this last year, so it's not like new to Whole30, but basically all you do is you take like super ripe bananas and you cut them up. You know, chop them up, and then you put them in the freezer the day before you want to do this, and then you get a really good food processor, and then you just pulverize them, and that's literally all you do. It tastes I put, like ice cream. It tastes exactly like ice cream. So I put, like, a little bit of water in it, and you put, like, coconut oil in it, too. When we weren't on Whole30, I'd put, like, some peanut butter in it, and then on Whole30, I sauteed, like, one banana, and I sauteed some almonds, and I crushed those up, and I put them in the banana ice cream, and it was the best thing ever. That was very good. So yeah, my birthday me. My birthday was hard. What were you trying to push on me that I'm like, no, we are not, we are not breaking. We're 19 days in. Um, alcohol? I'm trying to remember. No, it was something with, you were going to make. Oh, I was going to make, I kind of made like a banana bread, sort of, with, but I left out all the ingredients that I brought. I bought like honey. I bought, because I got confused because I looked at like a paleo diet, a paleo recipe instead of a Whole 31 because I got like all the honey stuff. Gotcha. Oh, oh, I, was, I found a recipe for paleo magic bars. Like, you know, like the coconut, the seven layer seven bars. Seven layer bars, yeah. 
because you can have coconut, like unsweetened coconut and like cocoa, but it has to be 100%. So I didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've whatever. tried the, I've read that you could have 100% cocoa. And so we had coconut <laughs> milk. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make chocolate milk. So I took 100% cocoa, poured it in the coconut milk. Oh, that's disgusting. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Doesn't make chocolate milk. No. It makes, I don't even know how to describe it. It was the grossest thing I had the whole, the whole month, easily, hands down. I would say another hard moment, and this happened to both of us um, on different times, is when Harper shoved a cookie in our mouth. Yep. She literally shoved a cookie in my mouth. It's hard because like, oh, no. you, you have a three-year-old, and honestly, she ate pretty healthy on this, too, because we would give her whatever Yeah, we she eating. had a lot less, like, process. Yeah, she had more fresh stuff as opposed to, like, applesauce and gummy yeah. snacks. Also. We would give her whatever we're eating, um, but, you know, every once in a while, we... Make her, like, noodles or... Yeah, or a cookie. Um, or the, your dad and your sister were in town the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And it's true. The last 10% takes 90% of the effort because I was doing fine the whole entire time. I even ran a 50K doing Whole30 diet. So I wasn't eating my goos and my gels like I usually do. I was eating... Instead, I replaced that with dates and almonds and disgusting pickle juice. Oh my gosh. But uh, but I was doing so fine and for whatever reason the last like 4 days I was ready to be done. And so your dad and your sister were over here and we went out and we got them pizza cuz they were going to babysit and we we're going to go out. Um Oh gosh, that was so hard. So I had to walk into the pizza restaurant with amazing delicious pizza all around me smells in my nose and all that so that was hard enough but then we got home after our date and there was two pieces of pizza left over and harper just grabbed a piece of pizza literally put it in my hand looked at me with the cutest sweetest eyes and said dad you should eat some pizza it's yummy for you (laughs) (laughs) and i had to be like i'm sorry harper i i can't eat the pizza right now it was that was it that, smelled really good. It smelled really good. That smell and then like going for walks past that German bakery and just like cuz they leave the door open and it's just like the smells. Like I literally had dreams every night in my messed up non-REM sleep from the baby waking up of me eating that oatmeal cream pie cookie from that. <laughs> and so that's what I ate last night. Oh my I slow cuz you're supposed to slowly introduce things into your diet. So I slowly introduced that cookie back into you my diet. You slowly introduced all the sugar in the world. Yeah, and I it tasted amazing. <laughs> I have no regrets about that cookie. Okay, so what lessons did you take away and how are you going to apply them? So, I've always been one of those people that like I have to eat I have to eat everything. Oh, hold on plate. one second. Do you want to share how much weight you lost? I lost 16 pounds. Oh, snap. I know. So I'm not wearing my maternity pants anymore, and I'm no longer technically obese (laughs) on the the BMI scale. Nice. That's huge. It is a big deal. That's awesome. So is this the start of the ball rolling that you need? Like, did it help you build momentum? Yeah. So, like, I've always eaten everything on my plate, and I've always – I'm, like, a huge sweet tooth. So I've always – like, I'm not done eating until I eat dessert. (laughs) Like, just period. Except for at breakfast. But, like, I have to have something sweet after lunch, like my dessert lunch, and I have to have something sweet after dinner. So, like, and I mean, that adds on a lot of 
stuff. So like on this whole thirty, like obviously I couldn't have chocolate. I I didn't have, I didn't. I don't think I've had chocolate. Oh yes, I had. <laughs> I had chocolate today, but I didn't have any chocolate the entire thirty days. So that was hard, because that like I'm like, I can't like I have to have it all the time. When did it become? Not as hard. I'm assuming the first. Probably week like was hard. ten days into it. Okay. Like I had to put like I have a candy jar on my desk and I have all the red starburst because they're the best. I can't have I can't have chocolate on my desk because I would eat it. But I have the red starburst because I'll have like maybe one or two a day and then everybody else will come by and say hi and eat my starburst. But I had to put the starburst away because it was too tempting. But then like after a while like I didn't even care and like I put the starburst back out today because they were they were on hiatus during the whole high thirty and so I put the starburst back out today and I didn't even eat a single one. Okay. I did buy I did buy six boxes of Girl Scout cookies, but I only had two cookies. That's pretty big because I do it for the kids. They come in sleeves, right? They can, yeah, serving you size. Eat the whole serving sleeve. size equals a sleeve. Yeah. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? <coughs> so yeah. So I definitely broke so the wait, habit. Hold on, hold on. You left an unbalanced. I did sleeve in there, and it was <laughs> the brand new national nationwide shortage of s'more. Girl Scout cookies. There's a new brand. Oh, I only had two, and it was delightful, but I stopped at two. Okay, so reevaluating desserts and sweet tooths are. I, I always look at them as a reward. So if when I'm when I'm doing my best, and I'm not always doing my best, but when I'm doing my best, I can go the whole week weekdays without having anything really sweet, except peanut butter. Yeah. And then when I get to Friday night, I feel like rewarding myself for doing so well during the week. Do you think you're going to start treating desserts that way? Anything you say on this podcast is law. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, the, well, the whole reason that I stuck with it is because I knew I'd have to talk about it. So, is that really so? No, it truly is. Like, I knew that I was going to come on here like... I didn't run 200 miles in one shot. I didn't play for the Hawkeyes. I didn't run, you know, 50 Ironman in 50 days. But I did not eat cake, cookies, noodles, cheese, or drink wine for 30 days. <laughs> That's the <laughs> well, only way I was going to earn my spot. I was talking about this yesterday <coughs> with our friend Brady Manriquez. The one and only. The one and only. The man, the myth, the legend. The one who kicked off the podcast. Anyways, I was talking to him about this idea one person's challenging is going to be another person's easy and the other person's challenging is going to be another person's easy do you know what I mean so I was watching the Iron Cowboy documentary and he did 50 Ironmans in 50 states in 50 days the craziest endurance event of all time right yes what inspired him was his mom coming out to the last, I think it was five, maybe, the last five 5Ks that they ran, and she did every single 5K, so five 5Ks in five days, and she was dead last every single time, mm -hmm. and that is just as inspiring as him doing 50 Ironmans, 50 States, 50 Days. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you can't hold yourself. It's all relative. It's all relative, and what I'm what I'm all about is if you're actually if you set a goal and you're chasing that goal, I don't care what the goal is as long as it's not to like hurt somebody. But if the goal is 
if you have a goal and you're chasing it, that's inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like I, I, I'm hoping that I'll kind of, I mean, I don't think I'll be this strict and follow the diet 100%, but you know, I think it'd be good to eat like this like 70% of the time and, you know, eat my cake and noodles 30% of the time. But like as your dessert question, like I think a lot of what kind of got me into some bad habits is treating it like a reward not not like a reward but like it needs to be more of like the minority of the time not really like a reward because it'll, you know it's a slippery slope of being like oh you know I got an A on this test I'm gonna have a cookie or like oh I you know I, I guess that know. makes sense you know or I I finished this project I'm gonna go get a milkshake and then it's like oh like oh I I put on pants today <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna eat a <laughs> I'm gonna eat a Snickers <laughs> like it's slow, like you slowly find reasons to be like oh I totally deserve this you know as opposed to just being like oh you know I want a super yummy cupcake and I haven't had a cupcake in five days so it's time I don't need to have a reason okay that you makes know? sense that's a good way to so I'm trying to do that because if I do the reward thing it'll slowly, it'll It'll slowly ripple in that. It'll be like, oh, I deserve this. <laughs> I took a shower. <laughs> like, you know, or I put on a bra today, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes that makes total sense. And I guess for me, I'm just like, it's a, I guess, major reward. Yeah. Um, so what other takeaways did you come away with? I just think I needed to do something and actually succeed at it because like, not like I'm a quitter, but like, I'm always been like, oh, I'm going to do yoga every day or, oh, I'm going to, I don't know. <laughs> the best story is I'm famous for starting books and getting like, you know, to the last chapter and just quitting. <laughs> because, but hey, I'm on my third this book is, of the okay. year. <laughs> so this is what I was going to ask you. I just got like a really excited look. She finished three books this year no, so far. Um, I, I'm on my third book. Okay, but whatever. Yeah. So you didn't quit the book. So I didn't quit the book. Is this bleeding over into other areas of your life? I think it is. Yeah, because like the whole thing, I I, I I think I said it before, but like I kind of wanted to be more selfish, meaning like taking better care of myself, like making better choices that ultimately, you know, be helpful. And then like another thing is, you know, reading for fun because like in med school and residency, like you have to read so much like dense medical stuff that kind of makes you hate reading well, not hate reading but you know you don't get you don't have time to read for fun so it's it's nice to be able to do that again you mentioned something i think honestly i think you mentioned this day two but you mentioned it quite a few times throughout the whole 30 you said waking up and yeah. not feeling guilty about what you ate the that's a before. huge gift that would probably be my biggest gift from doing this and like like, I'd never heard anybody say it before until I read Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Eat, Pray, Love. But she mentioned the same thing. as like where she would wake up every morning and she would just, like, run a tally through her mind of all the crap she ate the day before. And so, you know, she would then give herself, like, the appropriate amount of guilt, to, you know, to feel guilty for, you know, what she ate the day before. So, like, having that lifted off of me because, honestly, I couldn't tell you what I ate yesterday because I ate good yesterday. And so not having to hate myself the next – not hate myself, but, you know, I'm, I am hard on myself – but not having to feel guilty about the choices I made the day before is a huge gift because you can, you know, devote that time to worrying about more important things or things that actually matter, things that you can change in the future. What I always hear is self-esteem is built by doing esteemable acts. Yes. And doing, sticking with a challenge and seeing it through to the end, that boosts your self-esteem. That builds a whole bunch of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know, self-esteem isn't something that just comes out of thin air. You got to start doing esteemable acts. And esteemable acts aren't always going to be easy. The whole 30 wasn't easy. I said at a time it was because you kind of just fall into the routine. And in all honesty, it was really nice to have the mindset of kind of black and white where it's like you can't eat this, but you can eat this. Yeah, it There's wasn't like, no a, oh, how much of this should I eat? It doesn't matter. Like, you can eat as much as you want. You just... And I did. Yeah, and you did. And it cost our, our wallet knows that. Yeah. But, yeah, so it was, it was definitely a really good experience. I think we should do it twice a year, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I think we should too. And I think I'll go into doing it more often if, you know, I see the weight starting to creep up. Um, but, like, I did this whole thing without really exercising. Like, I, I always go for walks with, like, the kids. But I didn't really do anything, like, dedicated, like, oh, I'm going to go work out. Because that didn't help before. Like, I have no trouble working out aside from just finding the time. But, like, I like walking and exercising. But, like, literally where we still live, where I would go exercise. And then it was across the street from Cookout, which is, like, a restaurant in the south with 40 different flavors of milkshakes. So I would go and I would work out and then I would go get a milkshake. And I'm like, this is stupid. So like I needed to make like the, cause they always, I forget the percent, but it's always like, you it's know, like 80%. it's like 80% diet, 20% exercise. So like I did all that and I lost all the weight without really doing anything except for just, you know, walking with our kids and going for like the occasional hike. So like I'm hoping this month if I go like maybe, you know, a little bit back into, you know, eating, you know, pasta every occasionally, not the majority of the time, and then, like, introducing exercise that hopefully I can, you know, maintain it, and, and the goal isn't to lose weight, the goal is, like, you Just know, feel better, do you feel, feel better? better? Um, I mean, granted, we're running on, like, so, two hours of sleep for yeah, the whole month. So, so you're supposed to feel, like, more energized, and, like, I honestly don't, because the baby wakes up, like, six times a night. I'm looking um, at the culprit right I mean, now. she's so cute, so you can't be mad at her. Um... <laughs> God, but I can't imagine how I'd feel if I didn't have kids. I know. I'm kind of like, thank goodness we did this. But I mean, it's nice. Like, I'm fitting in pants that I I had, you know, five years ago. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's good. One thing I always notice is that when life gets really hectic and crazy, like this last month, it's been hectic and crazy for sure. Yeah. But when life gets that hectic and crazy... And there's so many things that are happening that are out of my control or beyond my control. Hey, buddy. Like this lady waking up a billion times. What I can control is what I eat, is waking up early, is getting my exercise in. I can control those things. And if I do those things, then it makes the uncontrollable parts seem more easy to withstand. Does that make sense? Yeah, like you can always control, you know, I mean, obviously, like you said, control what you put in your mouth, but you can, you can control your reactions to things. But that's about it. You know, you can't change the world around you. Yeah. Or control the world around you. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was a huge benefit from this. And that's what, that's honestly like a huge benefit about being so, what's the word I'm looking for? You're my peripheral brain. I think so. D- 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 not dedicated. disciplined. Disciplined. That's the word I was looking for. Did you cheat at all on this? I don't think I cheated. Really? I don't think I did. Oh, I did. Did you? Well, no. Like, the, okay. So I cheated because I weighed myself because I was like, I'm definitely and not. You're not, I'm, you're not supposed to weigh yourself. Because yeah. I was like, I'm definitely not well rested. So I'm at least gonna see if this is working. <laughs> when did you do that? What day? Um, remember? probably like two weeks into it. 
yeah. or a week and I, mean, I don't remember so I would weigh myself like once a week even though you're not supposed to and then you're not supposed to so we would have Chipotle and that was kind of like our saving grace for not having I guess that to was kind of cook because you just get the salad without any rice or beans and then the meat the pico de gallo and guac and you're not supposed to get the vegetables because they're cooked in like sunflower seed oil or something but like I did this diet you know because to break some of my bad habits and eating too many vegetables wasn't one of them so I would always get vegetables yeah we didn't pay attention to the oil thing as no well. I, I mean, mean we used a ton of olive oil but like we didn't eat, we didn't get any of the ghee butter well I'm just saying like, we didn't eat like canola oil or anything like that no we just had olive oil but I think there were rules with the oil that we didn't fully understand at this point. So, I think the olive oil is okay, but like the, some of the, some of like whatever the whatever the chipotle veggies were in was like you weren't allowed to do. But whatever. Yeah, that was kind of the only place we found where we could actually eat out. But then, well, I'll get into that in a second. Did you cheat? I think I used a table. I used a tablespoon of butter once because okay. I was like, I didn't know how to clarify it. And whatever. Was, yeah, life got busy. Okay. So you really didn't. That was it. That. And then you know, making the 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 birthday treat with the approved ingredients was how I was the only time I cheated. When was was there any point where you're like, I'm gonna cheat? Was it, I mean Harper literally put a cookie in my mouth um, at one point and I spit it out. Was there any point where you were like super tempted? I have like all the I have so many like because I bake so I was just like buy like a thing of chocolate chips. And, like, that's kind of how I'm, I de-stress. So, that's also something I had to learn is how to, you know, filter my stress otherwise. But, so, I always de-stress by, like, baking cookies. And so, I've gotten really, really good at baking over, you know, college, med school, and residency. Like, I've perfected very my cookie. Good. She's very good. I'm very good. Um, some would say I've won cookie contests. You have. I have. I have won. <laughs> I did. I did. I won. Um, humble brag. Um, so, I mean, it was really, I, like, there was one night I was just so stressed and I almost cheated and just, like, made a batch of cookies to not even eat them you made it back to no no but i like i literally oh. thought about it i was like i can't do it i oh, can't just do it because i know i'll eat it and i know that like you can't handle them being in the house Lindsay makes a batch of cookies and i tell myself i'll just have three or four and it'd be fine and then i'll eat three or four probably, handfuls oh my god i'll probably eat like 12 cookies, not including like the scoops, like the oh, five the scoops of, of cookie dough I ate, and just feel terrible. But they're so good. So I didn't miss that because I honestly, like, I can control myself in the grocery store. I can control myself for the most part at a restaurant. But if cookies are right in front of me, I'm like the cookie monster. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only other time I really, really, really came close to being just like, F it, was um, your birthday weekend. I knew, So I had the big surprise. I had your friends come out. So I like stacked up on food for like me and Harper. And I got Harper chocolate milk to make it through the weekend. And like chocolate milk is like the thing that I craved in both my pregnancies. And so like, I'm not pregnant, but like just having it that close to me and smelling it, like I could eat, I could literally, if, I, if it was in front of me, I could drink like an entire quart of chocolate milk. You know what? You just remind me. I did cheat. Because you got that almond butter with honey. Oh, because that's when we thought honey. Yeah, you we didn't know that, so I guess I technically did. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention is th I was a little doubtful coming in if I was going to be able to maintain my workouts on the Whole30 diet because 
you know, like I said, I eat pretty healthy, but I eat the giant bowl of oatmeal in the morning as kind of a fuel to get me through most of the morning. And I cut that out completely, which is a big source of carbs that I eat. And I was worried that, you know, weight training, uh, high interval training, and running was going to be affected. And honestly, there's probably a few days where I was still adjusting that I did feel <laughs> feel pretty out of energy. But for the most part, it actually helped with inflammation. I don't feel as sore waking up. That's my, good. My joints definitely don't feel Even as sore. Even after you turn 30? I feel Even like the after... day I turned 30, it's like everything started making noise when I moved around. Well, everything makes noise a little bit, but I just, I felt better waking up in the morning. And I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to do this 50K I signed up for, the frozen dead guy 50K. thought I was going to be frozen out there. But in all honesty, I felt way better... I felt way better eating natural foods than I did doing what I normally do in a 50k, which is eating a bunch of goos and gross, like, manufactured, high-carb stuff. And like I said, I ate dates, which are essentially, if you're going to push the boundaries of Whole30 with the whole sugar thing, dates are the way to go. Because... They look like cockroaches. They do look like cockroaches, but they're cockroaches with... 26 grams of sugar in them along with fiber because they're obviously a fruit but they're definitely like the closest thing to candy yeah i will say like my saving thing when like i didn't i finally discovered i didn't have time to cook were the lara bars l-a-r-a bars and not all of them are approved because like some of them have like chocolate chips which you can't have but like the key lime the key lime one was my favorite and so that's basically just like dates lime juice and and almonds. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like all it's made out of. We did do a few different types of bars that you could take just for snacks. Because like I said, I am constantly eating all day and uh, pushing a three-year-old and a six-year-old or six-month-old to the library and going to the rec center. And so I needed snacks on the go that I could actually eat. And so, what else did we do? Lara bars, Epic, Epic bars, bars um, which are like bison meat. Target and Trader Joe's have like these like fruit RX. only bars. Oh, RX bars, and then there's like fruit bars. It's just like literally like ground up strawberry and apples. Yeah. Like that's all done it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, any more thoughts you have on the whole thirty? I think it's definitely. I mean, if anybody's thought about doing it, like it's worth a shot. Like obviously, I'm proved that like you can do it. Um, but I do think it's good to have a partner doing it. Like it's, if you're going to do it, make sure that, you know, maybe not your kids, but like at least the partner who you live with is doing it too. Cause you know, like same thing, like when I tell people to quit smoking, like it's so, so like, and they've done studies, like it's, it's way less likely that they're going to actually quit smoking if their spouse is still smoking in the house. So like, if you're going to do this, cook the same meal, everybody eats it, you know, and at least have everybody else try to abide by the diet around you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, especially, I mean, yeah, you're 100% right. If, if you were trying this and I wasn't eating this way and I was eating pizza in front of you, first of all, I would win the, oh, award. Be- I would win the reward for like worst husband of the year <laughs> at that point. Um, but it'd be, it'd be impossible. I don't see how you'd do it. Yeah, it would be very hard to do it. It would do be it very hard. And with if- all the... the- the temptations around you. I mean, not temptations, but when you see rails eating like that around you, it's hard. Yeah, and if you're not married or 
have a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. If you're just kind of single, ready to mingle, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> find a buddy. You can tell we haven't dated in forever. We've been together too long. <laughs> find a buddy, you know? Find an accountability partner who's going to do this with you. And you don't have to eat every single meal with your accountability partner buddy, but... You know, maybe twice a week you get together and you cook a meal together or a group of friends or you meet at a restaurant and, and you know, order, I think this is what I did once, a burger with no bun. That was like the only restaurant experience except for... Oh, when we went out last week. I ordered almonds. <laughs> almonds. Oh, yeah. That was actually delicious. Almonds yeah. with olive oil and rosemary. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not like I think you should do it though. Like it'll build discipline in your life. It'll kick you out of your comfort zone. Basically everything I, I blab on about. Yeah. On and it helps, it helps to like, cause I told all my coworkers cause they're like, where's your candy jar? So like it helps to tell people like what you're doing and why you're doing it so you can be held accountable. And you're not saying it's a diet necessarily. It's kind of a short term. I think term we should call all diets challenges. Challenge. Challenges. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. It, it, was, it makes it seem almost fun. <laughs> No alcohol for a month? That sounds exciting. We still haven't had alcohol. I know. Super Bowl, dude. Super Bowl's coming up. So for me, in in the next few weeks, I'm having two weeks of being lenient with what I'm eating somewhat, you know? Like, Super Bowl is game on. It's going to be kind of a stressful. Yeah, but at that point, I have to get back on uh, the wagon. Harper's birthday cake. I have to get back on the wagon because I have the 50-miler coming up, so... I want to, the last six weeks before that 50 miler, I honestly think I want to do Whole30 again because I was able to actually work towards an ultra marathon on Whole30. It was, it was unexpected for me. Absolutely. Uh, do you have anything else to add? Or? No, I mean, I think it's... I think it's good. I mean, who knows like how intermittently we'll do it, but maybe like a week on, week off, or... We'll have to wait and see kind of how we feel. I think like, I think five days, Monday through, maybe four days. Like Monday Sunday through afternoon Thursday. through Friday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, I think that would be a great, that's that's when I feel the best is when I'm doing the weekdays, I'm eating really strict, and then on the weekends, I kind of am a little more lenient. Discipline or debauchery? Discipline or debauchery. Ryan Esdor, shout out. All right. Um, shall we go back? We have a we have a you six can. month old on your lap. You promise you'll have me back on if I do something. Um, Dude, I don't want to. I mean, I'm proud that I did this, but like something that's like, I don't know. I'll have you, you another out of my comfort zone thing. You can be on whenever you as want, opposed honey. to just not eating cake <laughs> for months. That's super out of your comfort zone. It though. is. I know. That's what I'm saying, though. It's imp- it's just as impressive. I'm gonna do something to me. active. So I did the diet part. I I will do something active. Make your and claim will, right now. What are you doing? I don't know because I hate running. I'm not. I don't get my then kicks. Don't by run. Running. I'm not going to. I will think of something. You sh- you shouldn't do an exercise that you dislike doing. No. Well, that's not true. Don't let all these crazy people that run 50 miles at a time talk you into wanting no, to run. No. Well, let me tell you this. I'm just kidding. For the, let me think, for my freshman year of college through, man, like junior year, I didn't like running at all, but I did force myself to do it, and eventually one day, I remember exactly what was happening, I got to the top of Benton Street Hill in Iowa City, it was in the first mile of the run, and it was a beautiful, perfect Iowa day, with beautiful clouds, nice blue sky, and I was listening to... I was listening to Dear Prudence yeah. by the Beatles, and it was like, 
open up your eyes. And I'm like, I should open up my eyes. And it's like, it's a brand see new the day. sunny oh. skies. I'm like, they're talking to me right now. This song is for me. Yeah. And I was like, I like running now. It was that simple. So I guess I don't want to give the advice of don't do an activity you dislike because you might learn to like it. Does that make sense? Yeah. My, I mean, I have run. Like, it's not like I don't run. Like, I run the stairs at Red Rocks. Like, that's fun, kind of. My, it's fun because you can't quit because there's always like, tourists that are watching you. So, you're going to know if you quit in the middle of the stairs. I guess my advice would be try a bunch of different athletic activities. And if one really speaks to you and you're really into it and you want that to become a hobby, pursue that to start with. But keep trying all these other things. Does that make sense? Okay. I will keep the audience posted as to what my Dude, my active active endeavors. That was a play. What my active endeavor will be in this coming year. All right, sweet. All right, love you. Love wife. you. You're definitely. I'm super proud of you with this podcast. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. I've got to talk to really cool, interesting people like Lindsay Ward <laughs> <laughs> and Zoe, who's looking at me. Zoe, can you say anything for the podcast? She's eating her hand right now. She's like, oh, this talk about food. Om, nom, nom. <laughs> All right. We'll get back at you next week. All right. And that wraps up this week's Like a Bigfoot podcast. Thanks again to Lindsay Ward. I'm so proud of you for so many things. And one tiny thing is completing the whole 30. That's pretty amazing. I was actually thinking about this today, and I'm actually having trouble explaining this, but one of the really cool aspects of the Whole30 was having this short-term goal that I'm going after with my wife as my teammate. Because, you know, I've been on a lot of sports teams before where... For two hours, you're all on the same page. All the players on the team are on the same page trying to accomplish the same goal. And then at the end of the game, you find out whether or not you accomplished it. But with Lindsay and with a significant other, we do have so many common goals together. For instance, raising our kids to be competent <laughs> Competent members of society, or you know, even keeping our relationships strong. Those are great goals, and we do work on on those goals as teammates. But those are so long term that at times it's really difficult to see the end in sight. So you don't know whether or not you are on the right path to accomplish those goals. So the whole 30, on the other hand, was kind of the first time Lindsay and I were going after a short-term goal together as a team. And I'm happy to say we punched that goal in the face. <laughs> we accomplished it. So it was cool. And it, it honestly has brought some really positive benefits to our relationship. Because now we know we can be on the same page and we can accomplish something we put our minds to. 
So if you're out there listening and you maybe have heard of the Whole30 or maybe it's new, completely new to you, I would highly suggest taking on this challenge. It's doable, but it's freaking hard, <laughs> which is a good combination because you want something that is going to challenge you, is going to push you outside your comfort zone, but something that you will be able to accomplish with a little bit of hard work and discipline. So definitely check it out. I think the website is www.whole30.com. It kind of gives you all the instructions and everything else you will need to know about it. If you are enjoying the Like a Bigfoot podcast, it would help us out immensely if you could share them on whatever social media outlet floats your boat. Even if that social media outlet is having a drink with a friend. (laughs) If you're like me and you are gaining a lot of wisdom and a lot of inspiration from listening to these amazing people that we've had on, why not share it? So far, I'm not really comfortable with the self-promotion aspect that you just heard in the last 30 seconds. But I am certain that my goal is to spread the message of goodness and to help people become the absolute best version of themselves possible. So thank you guys for listening. Super grateful. I'll get back at you next week. We'll be catching back up with guest number one. The great Brady Manriquez, as he is about seven weeks out from his very first half marathon. Where's this half marathon, you say? Oh, that's right. It's in the desert because that, my friends, is the Like a Bigfoot mindset. (laughs) So talk to you then.